Okay, ready? Yep. I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. What started out as a practice of podcasting, as well as speaking in general, has evolved into a practice of self-coaching and self-reflection while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my Pattern Awareness Manager, and every Sunday, we reflect on the past week and my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. We're doing this on the fly, so don't hold me responsible for what I say here. Make sure to check out my show notes, where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. We're recording today on December 12th, or on December 13th (laughs) of 2020, and this is practice session number 42. And I think I said December 12th just because I'm used to saying my birthday. Mm -hmm. You just wanted to extend your birthday. Yeah, you can still do that, I think. Yeah, (laughs) birthday weekend is a thing. Yep. So my 41st birthday was yesterday on December 12th, and we had returned from a little getaway yesterday and spent the rest of the day at home, nice and relaxing, a little bit of a change up. Maybe we'll get into it a little bit during our session today. And so let's get right into the quote for the week. Today's quote comes from Stoic philosopher Seneca, who I've quoted many times before. And this was interesting because I didn't have a quote today. It was my birthday week, so I kind of got a little off track with some things and didn't have all my typical routines in place. And the quote stuff got away from me a little bit. So this one just actually popped up this morning during my morning routine, and it was kind of perfect for something that I experienced yesterday on my birthday. So this is how the quote goes. Nothing is burdensome if taken lightly, and nothing need arouse one's irritation so long as one doesn't make it bigger than it is by getting irritated. And that comes from Seneca. And I love the quote. I I mean, it goes along with the whole stoic philosophy of how your thoughts affect your feelings or how your thoughts affect your mindset, obviously, but how you perceive your life, your, the quality of your mind pretty much reflects the quality of your life. Mm -hmm. So, The first part of the quote says, nothing is burdensome if taken lightly. Obviously, that's a mindset. You know, something that happens to you or some sort of experience is the experience or the reality or how you perceive that reality in itself. 
And depending on your mindset, it colors how that reality is perceived or how you perceive that reality. And so if you have a mindset that's colored by irritation and you encounter some sort of irritation or something that typically induces irritation, then having a mindset that exacerbates that just leads you on to becoming more irritated. So the irritation is cycled through your mindset. But if you had a different mindset and you could look at that irritation in a different way, of course, we like to talk about spectral potentiality and duality and plurality and how the same thing could be many different things at the same time. So if you look at the irritation as uh, maybe like a challenge per se, or a learning experience, then you can immediately turn it from something that affects you negative negatively to something that affects you positively. So yeah, it just goes along with a lot of other quotes that I recited before and the whole Stoic philosophy. So I really like that. Popped up to me or it stood out to me today this morning because of a circumstance that arose yesterday on my birthday. So I'll probably get into that, but before I do, Pam, do you have any thoughts on that quote? Um, not other than what you, I think you're going to bring up with the situation that happened <laughs> yesterday. I think it does fit perfectly. Cool. Um, I think uh, when you were talking about what the quote means, you were saying you can turn a negative into a positive, and I was thinking about that you can turn, you can almost turn. A negative, not even necessarily into a positive, but into nothing. Like, like a neutral. Yeah, book. you can neutralize it by yeah. not responding to it. And yeah. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, this terrible thing happened and I made, you know, lemonade out of lemons. You can uh -huh. be like. It's just a thing that happened. It's just a thing. Yeah. Right. Like, right. And I don't have to get mad about it or right. annoyed by it or react to it at all. Like I can just be okay with something that happened and it doesn't have to have any impact at all. Yeah, great point. I like that. And that actually goes more into the Taoist philosophy, which I've been trying to adopt a little more in my own life. So I like that point for sure. <laughs> so yeah, this being my birthday week or the tail end of my birthday week, things were a little different over the past week. I didn't, uh, well, actually this past week was very eventful for us. We <laughs> released our first episode of the Not Bad Advice podcast yep. this past Wednesday, and it launched without a hitch. I think everything went pretty smoothly, mm -hmm. and I was able to finish up what I wanted to finish up and get it out and get everything tidied up and everything looking really good, I think. In terms of the agile methodology, I um, I went way past being agile and I <laughs> got a little way more strategic, but I don't know. I, I just, I still have those tendencies and that's how I've been working for decades. So it's going to be, it's going to take me a while to get totally agile. And I don't know if I want to, maybe I'll, I, I do want to a little more in terms of getting stuff published or launched but yeah i am 
uh, I really enjoy the agile process and the concept, and it's definitely helping me getting get this stuff out. And it's interesting because I had everything ready on uh, probably by Monday. I really had everything ready to go. And like I mentioned last week, I actually had something ready last week, but I just wasn't really comfortable in releasing that to the public. And so by Monday, I was working on some stuff and tweaking some other, other things. And it was, I was making really good progress and I was even happier with what I had. And I, I would have been fine with releasing that, what I had on Monday. But then come Tuesday, I was, my mind was really working on all cylinders, cylinders. And I was just pumping stuff out and getting stuff done and kind of, I was in a place and I'm not sure if it was because of the, Pam's making a lot of noise over there. <laughs> hand caught on my headphone cable. <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't know if it was because of the point in the process that I was at and uh, sorry. So we have our neighbors, new neighbors moving in downstairs. Uh, so you might hear some other weird noises, some drilling the, or pounding. Uh, the neighbor with the charger just started his car too. So everyone's making lots of noise <laughs> all at once. Yeah. We'll see how much of that I can get out. But <laughs> anyway, the point I was in, at in the process, I had, you know, something ready and ready to go. And at that point, I'm just kind of tweaking and optimizing and eking out those last percentage points. And I really like that part of the process because I pretty much have everything wrapped up and I'm just kind of tidying up loose ends and maybe even optimizing things even further uh, and further than I need to. But for some reason at that point, maybe at that 90 to 95% completion point, like my productivity just ramps up. I don't know if it's because I'm just able to finally connect everything and everything's kind of coming together and I can just knock everything out. Maybe, maybe because I've done so much to get everything where it's at, at that point, at that 90 to 95% completion point. But I don't know, whatever it is, I'm thinking that it goes along with my desire to incorporate the agile methodology more because if I can get more agile and get to that 90% completion point sooner, then I can get to that period of extreme productivity even sooner and work with that. So yeah, uh, that's kind of where my mind's at now and the processes that I'm thinking of in terms of production and strategy behind my new creative endeavors. So yeah, well, what are your thoughts on, on that, Pam? Uh, it's any? just really interesting to me because I'm exactly the opposite. When something gets to 90 to 95% <laughs> complete, I'm like, just get it done. And like, <laughs> I actually skimp at the end because I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Oh, interesting. So we're totally opposite in that sense. Like I have no problem getting it to 90%, but then I'm huh. like, ugh, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the reason I, one of the reasons that I brought that up is because 
on Tuesday. So I said on Monday, I pretty much had something ready to go. That was at 90, 95%. And on Tuesday, I was working, I kept working on that episode pretty much all day long. And then I kept working on it all through the night. And then I was working on the website stuff and getting all that titled up around the podcast. And I just, I don't know, I just wanted to keep going. And I ended up staying up way past my typical bedtime. And I got to bed around like 1, one thirty in the morning. Whereas I'd been getting to bed around 9.30 or 10 uh, as of late. So, yeah, I just wanted to keep going. And I don't know, it was just this weird thing. And I wasn't even tired. Otherwise, I would have tried to get myself to bed. But I was like, I'm not even tired. You know, I'll just wait till I feel a little more sleepy. And I was, I just kept going. I just kept knocking stuff out. And it was this... I don't know. Some, sometimes I feel like I'm, I work better at night. And before when I was an insomniac, I would just work through the night and, you know, maybe play techno music and just kind of knock stuff out. And I kind of had that kind of feeling again. Do you think that it's that you work better under pressure? Because part of the problem has been yeah. that we didn't, like we had deadlines, but I'm not right. good at forcing you to stick to them. And I'm yeah. been kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. And we had pushed this so many times that you knew you had to get it done. Right. Yeah. There's definitely an element of pressure and I do tend to work well under pressure. But like I said, I already had what I needed to get done, done. So there wasn't that pressure to you know, reach, hit, hit a deadline or anything. Cause it, everything was all done. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I was just in this mode where I wanted to keep going, but yeah, that's a good point on the time pressure element because yeah, the, I mean, we're working for ourselves. So we determine a lot of our, a lot of our own deadlines. And like you said, you've become a lot more fluid or just kind of, I don't know how you would describe it. I have stopped having expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably mostly a function of my optimism bias. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still working on that. And uh, I, I think a lot of the big hurdles and the big mountains have been climbed. Like I'm at the top or pretty close to the top of most of those mountains. So now I, I just get to coast a little more and ride that middle of the momentum wave. And so, yeah, I mean, we'll see how things go. But also on that note, I've been thinking about my schedule and my routines and stuff like that and how those have been evolving over time as I've been getting into these creative endeavors. And... You had mentioned something about my star sign or my natal chart uh, having some kind of success with Thursdays because of Jupiter. Yeah, your, your sun sign is Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter, and Thursday is Jupiter's day of the week. Okay. <laughs> 
But yeah, I was. So you asked me if I had a favorite day of the week or a, a most productive day of the week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was that Sundays were my most productive days or one of my favorite days. And they are. So today being Sunday, it's our podcasting, practice podcasting day. And, you know, it's a session of self-reflection and practice, obviously. And so, you know, I we've developed this routine of doing this on Sundays mm-hmm. and kind of built a routine around it for the rest of our Sundays. And I mean, our, our Sundays are filled with this pr- podcast of practice and self-reflection, as well as Pam's Not Bad Advice podcast on some Sundays. Whenever I get around to writing an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have our routines of rest and relaxation and recuperation and regeneration. And so it's a pretty well-rounded day. And we have the routine down, like uh, the schedule. I mean, it's not super regimented. Yeah, exactly. It's not all locked in, but you know, it's pretty loose. And we've been following a pretty similar schedule for now. I mean, this is episode forty-two, so like the past forty-one weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's I, I for me coming from being very regimented with my schedule. This, so I, I guess this kind of appeases that having that regularity, but at the same time, it's loose enough and, you know, we kind of go with the flow enough. And I think maybe the timing of everything works out well that, you know, we can move things around a little bit here and there. And it's just a well rounded day, you know. So I do like Sundays, but on the point of Thursdays being, uh, my day for Sagittarius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, so I started thinking that that also makes sense because it's not Friday where I'm thinking of the weekend and getting away from work or something regimented like that per se. So, and it's also yet, you know, yet it's also towards the end of the week. So I'm kind of in the momentum from the previous days. So, you know, it's not Monday at the beginning of the week, but, you know, I've had Tuesday and Wednesday to get into a flow. And so Thursday, I'm kind of at a max output. So I do like Thursdays. And I don't know why I'm talking about this. I think I started talking about my schedule because I'm still kind of wrapping my head around how to go about switching from, you know, creative modes of thinking versus strategic modes of thinking. You know, I've talked about focus mode and diffuse mode of learning. And so I feel like I'm going back to strategizing my schedule. And the reason that I want to look into this a little more and kind of systematize it a little more instead of kind of winging things and trying to figure out where my creative times or sessions fit in mm-hmm. is because one going away for my birthday. So we actually went camping or glamping <laughs> to be 
mm-hmm. technically accurate. Yeah, there was a, a heated blanket involved in a mattress in a bathroom, so it wasn't full-on camping. Yeah, we had running water and heated water and power. <laughs> so, and we had phone service. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we were in a tent and it was mm-hmm. cold. It was 43 degrees overnight. Yeah, so I think it got it cold. below 40. Yeah. Oh, did it? I think so. But... Yeah, and uh, uh, to those that aren't in Southern California might think that's nothing. <laughs> like we're complaining <laughs> about 40 degrees, and that's the coldest that we get. But anyway, uh, you know, I mean, we're used to nice, warm vacation-type <laughs> weather year-round, yeah. basically. So, yeah, that's cold for us. And, you know, we've talked about before how, the importance of discomfort at times and this was kind of like a intentional discomfort <laughs> for us <laughs> kind of like a it was definitely a pattern interrupt mm-hmm. and thanks to my pattern awareness manager <laughs> Pam she constructed this nice weekend getaway for us to go clamping and <laughs> we also ate cast iron lasagna and main lobster rolls and clam chowder. Yeah, it was a very bougie <laughs> glamping. Yeah, clam chowder. And what was that <laughs> coffee ice cream thing? Affogato? Oh, yeah, affogato for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> we had coffee cake. <laughs> so, yeah, we were those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of got me to realize being away like that, that I still need to get away in my mind and have these periods away from my normal processes so that I can get my mind in a place where I can be more out of the box and more creative and more imaginative and whatnot. And so I kind of have to figure out maybe it's like on a certain day that I need to just turn off and unplug and get in my creative mode or maybe parts of multiple days or something like that. But like, you know, when we went glamping, we really didn't change our routines very much. Our days were still pretty similar. Yet I still, I was able to have different thoughts. Like I felt like I was in a different mode of thinking. Of course, we didn't have Wi-Fi and we didn't have a TV and stuff like that. So I just couldn't go online and get to my work or, you know, whatever I I do on the computer. Mm -hmm. So there were instances where we were just kind of sitting around and trying to figure out what to do. And we don't really have times like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we always have something to do or something that we're usually doing at Mm -hmm. certain times of the day but it was nice to you know kind of sit there and (laughs) not do anything you know we were just doing the day so long (laughs) like friday was a long day was it not for me just felt i mean not not in a bad way it just felt like there was so much time like i would look at the clock and be like it's 10:30 a.m. <laughs> been up been up for 4 hours and have done everything. <laughs> yeah. 
but at the same time, it's like, uh, like I was saying, you know, you have a different mindset or you're, you're just kind of forced into a different way of thinking and, you know, without having certain things around you that you're habitually reaching for or mm -hmm. doing it, you know, that forces you to have to think differently. So it's something like that, that I want to incorporate into my routine a little more so I can get into that mode and force myself into that mode per se. So, yeah. Do you want to tell the story that relates to the quote since you teased that just to close oh, yeah. that loop? Great point. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. So, yeah, let's uh, recite the quote once more. It's from Seneca. It says, he says, Nothing is burdensome if taken lightly, and nothing need arouse one's irritation so long as one doesn't make it bigger than it is by getting irritated. So what happened yesterday on my actually on my actual birth date is that, you know, we had a plan to check out of our glamping experience and make our way back up to Huntington Beach, where one of my favorite restaurants is, and they have this grilled cheese spaghetti sandwich mm -hmm. that I've been getting on my birthday for, I don't know how long, maybe four or five years. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, I missed last year because we were in Chicago for my birthday. But they offer you a free sandwich on your birthday. So they texted me about that and we worked it out. So we would check out and mosey on back up the coast and have lunch so I could have my favorite sandwich on my birthday. And so everything was working out perfectly and the timing was perfect and we were having a great day and we get to the place for lunch and they were closed. Mm -hmm. And I had an inkling that that would have happened. But at the same time, you know, they texted me the offer and I accepted the offer and I looked on their web properties in their social media and everything looked to be up and running mm -hmm. and they had posted something on Instagram that day. So, you know, obviously I assumed they were open. So it was pretty disappointing to, well, and to be, to be clear, they have three um, locations yeah. and they decided because of COVID to close down one of them. It just wasn't sustainable for them to keep all three open. Right. And the one that we go to is the, the one that was closed. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I was disappointed and maybe even more so because I starved myself to that point <laughs> during the day. Mm -hmm. And so I was really hungry. I was ready to eat and they ended up being closed. And so my thing like I said, my, you know, I'm very strategic with my routines and schedule and timing of stuff. And I had everything lined up perfectly for that. And if it was open, you know, it would have been perfect. It would have been the perfect time for eat, to eat. And we would have been able to enjoy a meal outside by the beach. And they happened to be closed. And so, you know, my initial reaction was disappointment. Mm -hmm. And 
we were I, starting to get pretty frustrated there while we were trying to figure out what else to eat. Yeah, I stood in it for a while because I was starving and, uh, it, you know, it just kind of threw a wrench in everything and everything was going so well. Like the timing for everything was perfect and everything else with the whole glamping experience was perfect before that. And so, yeah, I mean, this quote is perfect because... It says, you know, and nothing need arouse one's irritation so long as one doesn't make it bigger than it is by getting irritated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I stood in it in the disappointment for a little while. And as I thought about it, you know, I kind of thought, you know, I didn't, I, you know, I wanted my birthday to go smoothly. But at the same time, I've never really been big on birthdays in general. Just, I don't like, I mean, I mean, before I didn't like the attention or, you know, having all attention on me. And I also never thought, you know, I mean, it's just the day you were born or whatnot. But lately I've been thinking, you know, it's good to celebrate your own life and it's a good day and it's a good marker or milestone to consider in terms of reflection and stuff like that. So I've kind of tried taking that more into consideration. And, you know, then I started thinking, it's okay for me to be irritated. It's an irritating circumstance. And at the same time, it can allow me perspective. And, you know, not only do I have to just be irritated at the time, but I could also consider that you know it's i'm fortunate to be irritated about being you know pissed off about not getting a sandwich that i want yeah <laughs> like this is your biggest covid problem yeah yeah so that's why that quote stood out to me when i saw it this morning i'm like oh that's just perfect and to keep going along that theme while we were glamping, I was thinking, you know, there was a period in my life where I would have thought that this would have been the opposite of a happy birthday experience for me. Like going out, you know, out of the home and somewhere that, you know, somewhere new and a new experience. Like we're, we don't really camp. And I don't know if I've ever been camping. I mean, I've, passed out in nature overnight before during my college years, but (laughs) Pam used to go camping when she was a toddler. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we never really camped in our adult lives and never kind of exposed ourselves to nature overnight, harsh weather, all that stuff, or harsh-ish for us. (laughs) (laughs) But so, you know, I was thinking that it's a good practice or experience in terms of practicing some discomfort and, you know, something new. And, you know, going into it, we didn't really think about it as something that was challenging or, I mean, I, I guess we kind of did. I don't know. It, but, but it was like just an experience for us. Like we like going on trips for experiences. But as I was thinking about it, you know, it's, even though we were camping per se, 
like we still had all these resources available to us. Mm-hmm. And this experience was set up really nicely by the host. And the there was an enclosed area for the bathroom. So we were blocked from the wind and they had a, like a roof on it as well. And, you know, like I said, we had warm running water and we had all the amenities that we needed other than central heat. <laughs> yeah. And there was a grill. We cooked everything on the grill. Yeah. Uh, everything and- except... Except heat, <laughs> which right. we didn't expect. People can, if they want to see photos, they can go on Instagram to Bonzal Bell Glamping. There you go. I'll link to that in the show notes. And yeah, it just got me to realize that we really don't need much. And it got me to consider the abundance that we have in our lives. And like I was saying, our days were pretty much how they usually go when we're at home. And we didn't really have to change a lot of stuff up other than, you know, wearing more clothes and being bundled up and layering up a little more and spending more time under the blankets on a heated bed. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, I mean, especially during this time in the pandemic, it's really eye-opening and I'm just very grateful and I feel very fortunate to be able to consider, you know, this camping experience and the abundance that we have, you know, it kind of helped bring about that, that perspective, I guess you could say. So yeah, I'm just kind of rambling here. I don't really have much else that I can think of right now. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Pam? Um, there is a solar eclipse happening on Monday, the 14th. There is. We won't be able to see it here uh, in uh, in North America. People will be able to see it in South America. But yeah, it's a kind of a an infrequent event. So it's happening in Sagittarius, which is all about uh, um, expansion and growth and um, optimism. So it's a good time to think about what you want to grow over the next six months, what you want to achieve and where you want to expand. Nice. Interesting. And is that on Selena's birthday? On the it 14th? is on Selena's birthday. Ah, yeah. She'll love that. Yeah. <laughs> she was, I remember her being jealous of my birthday last year. I think the, there was like a cold moon or a blue moon or something that was at its fullest at 12, 12 o'clock in the morning on 12, 12 <laughs> the day or something like that. which was my birthday. So anyway, (laughs) I'm glad that she gets something like that on her birthday this year. So happy early birthday to Selena. And that's all I have for this week. So yeah, make sure to check out Not Bad Advice. First episode's up and we'll get the second episode up this week. We're going to be publishing on Wednesdays every week. So check that out if you haven't checked it out yet and so Pam where can people find you you can find me on Twitter where I am at Pamela underscore Lund and you can find me on Twitter at CK Disco I've been posting a little bit here and there lately and have some other things in the works Uh, played with some video actually the past couple days while we were away so not sure what's going to come out of that but playing around with it and seeing what we can do so 
yeah check all that out and I uh, thank you guys for listening and Pam thanks for joining me as always mm-hmm. and I hope you come back next week and keep on practicing toodaloo <laughs> hi I'm Pamela Lund and I'm CK Chung and we're the hosts of Not Bad Advice a show about universally good life advice that you can use right away no matter who you are On Not Bad Advice, we take one aspect of life and show you how to look at it with a new perspective so you can make meaningful change wherever you need it. Want to build healthier habits? Or feel more confident? Or worry less? Or get better with money? We've got you covered. One of the most beneficial things you can do, just in general in life, is to get curious about yourself. We spend a lot of time judging and criticizing ourselves, but we don't spend enough time neutrally observing how we think and feel and why we think and feel those ways. You might be able to punish yourself into achieving a goal, and you might be able to find a shortcut that will get you there faster. But if the thing you're trying to achieve is something that you'll need to sustain long-term, suffering and shortcuts will both sabotage your success. There's a smarter way to achieve sustainable results that will make you happier and healthier at the same time. Money is just not transactional like we're taught. It is deeply personal. And a key step in taking control of your financial future is uncovering how money makes you feel, why it makes you feel that way, and how to feel the way you want instead. You have much bigger and better things to do with your resources. And the more that you believe that, and the more mindful that you can be, the more you can train your brain to let go of the things that are out of your control. And this need for control will never go away, no matter how much you work at it. But having the awareness that this kind of anxiety spiral is actually an attempt for you to feel in control can help you step out of it. transition to the part of the show where I shuffle a deck of oracle cards and pull a card to see how that card can relate to what we talked about today. I like doing this because it gives me a visual to associate with the topic and when I have a visual it makes it easier to remember the perspective and integrate it into my day. So let's see what the nocturnal oracle deck has to offer as a visual for being kinder to ourselves as we develop new of us as the friends who always give you good practical advice when you need it. Subscribe to Not Bad Advice wherever you get podcasts and visit forcesofequal.com slash not bad advice for more information.